Hi, welcome to New Hope Community Church Online. The sermon you are about to hear was originally given by Pastor Chuck Wilson. New Hope Community Church, to know, to live, and to share Jesus Christ. God's Love Part 2, A Christmas Gift. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for Christmas Eve. It's really the most beautiful day of the year. Christmas morning is fun, but it just can't match Christmas Eve. The expectation of the birth of your son, Jesus. We just pray that your love would pour out upon us tonight. We would really experience it and know your love. We pray for your mercy and grace to, to, to understand your love. In Jesus' name, amen. The title being a Christmas gift, I was thinking, do you remember your favorite Christmas gift ever? Your favorite one ever. Think about that. Your favorite one ever. My favorite Christmas gift didn't cost anything, but, I mean, I have a lot of them, but my favorite one as a kid was my dog had puppies. And we on a farm had Lots of dogs, five, six, seven, eight dogs all the time. So my parents never let us have puppies because you had seven or eight more on top of that. You get the picture. It's a lot of dogs. So we never were allowed to have puppies. But one time, my dog, Puddles, you can guess why she was called that, uh, she, she, before my parents took her to the vet, she got pregnant. And I was so excited I was going to have puppies because I just love puppies, puppies, puppies. And I couldn't wait. And I was about 10 or 11 years old. And she started giving birth on Christmas Eve. It was unbelievable. It was about 10 o'clock at night, and she started having the puppies, and I was, like, in heaven. You know, just every little puppy I was there for the birth of, and I was so excited, and I was holding them all. And she kept on going and going. And she finally finished about 2 o'clock in the morning. She finally had the last one. I think she had eight of them, if I remember right. And then the eighth one came at, like, 2 in the morning, and I was up all night. I was just so happy. That was my, I just love those puppies, and we ended up keeping one of them and, and forever and gave all the rest to my friends. But, but that was like my, my favorite Christmas gift. It didn't cost anything, but it was one of my favorites. It's just to have those, those puppies that I got to enjoy, really, for one of them for the rest of their life. We've all received some memorable Christmas gifts. You probably have some very special memories, but not, it's nothing compared to the gift that God gave us 2,000 years ago. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God's love resulted in a very, very special gift. His Son, he loved us so much that he gave his one and only Son, Jesus Christ. He's the only one. He's the only one who can call himself God's true Son. And he was born... At Christmas. We're not really sure when that was. <laughs> We're guessing, but, but it's Christmas. But he was born for a special reason. He wasn't just born to be born. He was born to die for us. In fact, in Romans 5.8, and that's what we were looking at last week in the book of Romans. In Romans 5.8, it says, it says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus was born for a specific reason. 
God's love was so great for us that he sacrificed his son for us. He was a substitute for us. And he, and he died on the cross in our place. We, you see, we've all broken God's law. We've all sinned. The Bible calls it sin, but we're breaking God's law. And it, cosmic justice demands a penalty, demands a payment. In fact, Romans 6.23 tells us what that payment is. For the wages of sin is death. The payment for sin is death for eternity. It's death here on earth someday and for all of eternity, separated from God. That's the, the penalty, the cosmic penalty for sin. But it says, it goes on to say, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The payment of sin is death, but the gift that God is giving us is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. And if we will give our lives to Jesus and put our faith in him and turn to him for the forgiveness, he promises us, us life. Life that starts right at the moment we pray that prayer and it goes on through all eternity. Life here on earth and life forever with his Father. That's the gift that God gives us. I got a Christmas card from somebody and it said on the, on the card this year, it said, he, he came, talking about Jesus, he came to pay a debt he didn't owe because we owed a debt we couldn't pay. And I just thought that was beautiful. He came to pay a debt he didn't owe because we owed a debt we couldn't pay. And the crazy thing about this is that God did this when we were still his enemies. He sacrificed his son when we were still his, his ultimate enemies. In fact, in Romans 5.10, we already looked at verse 8, but look at verse 10. It says, For if when we were God's enemies... We were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? We were God's enemies. But it's at that point, when we were his enemies, that verse 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us when we were sinners, when we were his enemies. We were against him. That's when, that's when he loved us. When we, when we still really hated him spiritually. Try to wrap your mind around that, that how much we were against God when Jesus came. We were spiritual zombies. If you ever see the zombie movies and, like, I Am Legend, you know, the, the zombies just hated, you know, Will Smith. Will Smith, right? I get that right? Uh, they hated him, wanted to kill him because they, they, they hated him because he wasn't like them. And that's what we were spiritually. We were spiritual zombies when Jesus came and, and died for us. That's what we were to God. And what did, remember in the, in the I Am Legend movie, Will Smith ends up, he had this immunity to this, this becoming a zombie. He had this immunity, and he used his blood to create a cure, a blood cure, to, to save everybody and, and heal them all and bring them all back to, you know, save them from becoming a zombie or, or heal them from being a zombie. And he ended up sacrificing himself at the end, letting himself be killed to save everybody. And that's a picture of what we were before Jesus came. That's a picture of what Jesus did for us. He used his blood to, to cure us and to save us. That's what God did for us. And why did he do it? But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. He did it because he loves us. He sent his only son from heaven to be born at Christmas because he loves us. To be born, we can't even grasp leaving heaven to come to earth. That's like us moving to a garbage dump and living there. Can you imagine? I'm going to go live in a garbage dump. That's what it was like to leave heaven to come to here where the pollution of, of sin 
and the evil and, and the mess that we've created. But that's how much God loved us. He sent his son here. And he sent his son because he loved us so much, not just to be born, but he sent him to, be, to die for us, to be killed by spiritual zombies. And you want proof that that's what we are? Look how we killed Jesus. We killed Jesus. The Jews didn't kill him. The Romans didn't kill him. We, every person on this earth, killed Jesus Christ. Our sin killed him. And how did they kill him? They put him on a cross. It was the, the worst torture imaginable. The Romans developed this as the, the ultimate way to kill somebody and torture them in the process. That's how we picked to kill Jesus. That's, that shows you God's love. All because he loves us. He loves us more than we can possibly imagine. In fact, in Ephesians 3, Paul talks about this. In Ephesians 3, verse 17, he says this, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Now get this, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. The, the love of God, the love of Christ for us is beyond knowledge, it's beyond understanding. We will never, ever begin to grasp how deep his love is for us. But it's vital that we get a glimpse of it because that's what's going to help us fulfill his purpose for our life. That knowledge and knowing that, that's what should motivate us to give our lives to Jesus Christ. That's what should drive us to live for him, his love. So many of us think of God as this mean guy up there who's just ready to zap us with lightning every time we do something wrong. He's this mean guy up there. Megan was saying she went on a retreat with her college, and, and it was a group that, uh, a spiritual retreat, and they were teaching her at this retreat that they, this is what they taught. They said, you should pray to Mary. Always pray to Mary because God's pretty mean. You know, he's a mean guy up there. But, but Mary loves us and she's this loving mother. And she, she's the one to talk to because she's the one who loves us and will, will get a good answer from that mean God. That's what she was taught. And, and she, she didn't buy that. I hope none of us buy that. No, we don't. The Bible doesn't say to pray to anybody except right to God the Father. And it says we should pray to him because he loves us. He's not this mean guy who's, who's waiting to zap us. He loves us. Yes, he hates sin. You better believe he hates sin. That's why he gave his one and only son to die for us. Because he hates sin so much and it had to be paid for. But he sent his son out of his love to break the power of sin so that we could come to God for forgiveness, so that we could be reconciled, so that we could become de-zombified. That's why he sent his son Jesus. And that's what should motivate us to live for Christ, his love. His love. It's not guilt. It's not fear. It's not shame that should motivate us, it should, to drive us. It has to be God's love. Do you understand that? If, if guilt is what is, is driving you to, to try to follow God, it's not going to work. If shame is what's doing it, it's not going to work. If just fear of God somehow, it's not going to work. It has to be God's love that's, that's leading us to God, that relationship, and bringing us close to him. Now, if we get, if we, it's true, if we sin, if we do something against God's word, 
if we are going against his will in our life in some way, and God tells us what his will is, it's right here, but if we're going against his will, the Holy Spirit is going to convict us. And we're going to feel conviction. It's not shame. It's conviction. There's a difference. It's not accusation. It's conviction. It convicts, and it's to lead us to repent. It's to lead us to confess that to God. It's to lead us to, let, to ask God to cleanse us and to forgive us and, and to wash us clean. 1 John 1, 9 is what 1 John 1, 9 is all about. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and will purify us from all unrighteousness. That's a constant daily thing. But the whole purpose of that is so we can stay in a close love relationship to God. That's the whole point. And as, and as I talked about on Sunday, last Sunday, if we do this, God does something amazing in our life. He does something incredible. He gives us a Christmas promise. We keep coming to him daily. God's mercy, God's grace, cleanse me, staying close, just letting his love flow into us and, and, and loving him back again. And, and that's our whole focus. He does something amazing. Romans 8.28 says... If you weren't here, you missed a, a wild verse. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Powerful. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. He works all things together for good. God's love is at work in our for our good, to achieve his purpose for our lives. That's what his love is constantly working. And listen, let me tell you something. There's a promise here. No matter what you have done, no matter what you're doing, whatever it is, if you will surrender to God, really surrender to him, and submit to God, and give him your life, and keep on surrendering daily to him, if you'll do that, he will bring a good out of the mess in our life. No matter what mess you've made in your life, it can become God's message. No matter how bad you've messed up, no matter how much shame you feel, no matter what mess you have, God's love, if we surrender it to him, really surrender to him, God's love can bring something beautiful out of that mess. It's a promise. He's going to work it all together for good. doesn't matter what it is. And I told this story last time. I'm going to tell it again tonight. It's, it's because it's a picture that reminds me of what God does in our life, in all of our lives. When it's time to put up the Christmas tree, we usually do it before Thanksgiving. It's been up for a while. When we put it up, uh, Kim gets all the kids together, and they start putting this they put the tree up, and they start putting all the balls on and all the different lights and all the different things. And it's a wild time. It's a wild. I, I usually videotape it because someday we're going to be able to watch this and laugh about it or make a reality show or something, right? And the, it's, it's wild. You can't appreciate it unless you've, unless you've tried to do this with 13 children, right? So she's, she's got these little kids with these Christmas balls, and they're all putting on And Where are they putting it? They're putting it low on the tree. They're all, I mean, the whole bottom of the tree is just covered. There's nothing up high. So Kim is constantly, as they're putting it on, she's grabbing balls and moving them and moving them. And when they're not looking because they get upset, you know, offended if she's helping too much. And she's constantly trying to take this ball and take that one and, and move it around because they're all just in one little spot. And, and then on top of that, they're dropping things, you know, and we have these nice glass 
balls that Aunt Rosie sent us, and, and they're dropping and smashing and smashing and hitting the train tracks and hitting trains, and it's like bombs going off, and, and she's, watch out, don't step in that, you know, they'll cut your feet. And so the whole time she's like cleaning up glass, cleaning up glass, cleaning up the mess, moving balls, and the whole thing is, it's, it's, it's really comical, real Hallmark moment, right? And so the, but at the end, when it's all done, she's, okay, come get the last picture, and I come out with a video camera, and it's beautiful, the kids are all sitting there, oh, look at what he did. You know, it's beautiful. They didn't do anything except make a mess. But Kim worked it all together and ends up with this beautiful tree. And that's what God does with us. We're constantly where we shouldn't be. Doing something we shouldn't be. Dropping, dropping the ball, right? You know, making a mess. And God's constantly working together. That's what he does in our life. He brings something beautiful out of the mess we make. If we'll surrender to him and if, if we'll, we'll give him our lives. Have you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ? Have you surrendered your life to him? Have you received his gift of love? Have you put your faith in him? John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Have you ever believed in Jesus? The word believe doesn't mean just believe in your head. It means to believe in your heart. It means to put your faith in your heart, your faith in Jesus Christ. Have you ever put your faith in Christ and given him your life? And if we have done that, are we living in that close love relationship? That's the whole point of giving our life to Christ. God wants us to live in a close loving relationship he wants to be close to us he doesn't want to be seen as this god of rules or this god you who's no fun to be around he wants us to to live this ultimate life of close love with him in fulfilling our purpose that he's created us to live are you are you living in that relationship if not what's blocking you what's blocking us today Maybe it's the wrong motivation. We don't, we don't understand. We never understood it was all about God's love. Or maybe there's something we need to surrender, some sin, something we need to surrender to him that we know is blocking that close love relationship. Will you surrender it all to Jesus this Christmas Eve? He's given us the gift of his son. Will you give him back the gift of your life? And the best part about this is What we get in return, we get eternal life, and we get his promise for this life too, that God's love is at work for our good to achieve his good purpose for our life. Let's pray. As we go to this time of prayer, and we're all talking to God, each one of us individually doing business with God, talking to him, how is the Holy Spirit convicting us how is the spirit calling us tonight what do we need to surrender maybe it's an attitude that we need to surrender that we've had a hardened heart or a hardened mind or we just had the wrong attitude toward God we didn't really understand his love and, and maybe we need to surrender that Maybe there's something or someone, some place in our life that is blocking God's loving purpose for our life. And that's what we need to surrender. 
Maybe you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. You've never become a Christian. You've never received God's gift of love through his son, Jesus Christ. And this Christmas Eve can be that day, that time in your life when you know you've put your faith in Jesus Christ. You acted on God's love. You received life forever and an awesome life that starts now fulfilling God's purpose. And you can receive that gift right now, right where you are, right where you're sitting. Just open your heart to God's love. Just say, God, I, I don't want the sin in my life. I don't want the garbage in my life anymore. I want to turn away from that. I'm asking you to forgive me. I put my faith in your son Jesus who died on the cross for me to take my place, to take my punishment. I put my faith in him. And I give my life to you, God, as my present to you. you've prayed that prayer of faith tonight you don't ever have to own shame and again you don't ever have to own accusations again you don't ever have to listen to false guilt again because you've just received God's gift of love and you've started a brand new loving relationship with God the Father through his son, Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you to let somebody know. If you have a friend or family member, let them know that you came with. Or if you want to tell me, tell me on the way out. Or they'll send me an email or a text. Or let, let somebody know so that we can be excited for you and pray for you. Father, I pray that this would be a special Christmas for everyone here. For some, because they just put their faith in Christ and, and they're, they're brand new Christians and they're, they're experiencing your love in a powerful way. But every one of us, Lord, as we, as we open every present, that as we open those presents, that would be a reminder that God's given us his gift of love. He loves us. And that's what drives us to live for you, Father, because of your love. And you want what's best for us, and you, want, you have a beautiful purpose for our life if we'll surrender to you and to your love. We thank you for your love in Jesus' name.